Have you ever done anything like this before? I've never done this over Zoom. Obviously, we're not physically together, but there's no reason why Spirit can't communicate over the internet. Nothing's going to happen. Visualize us sitting in a circle. Spirit, we invite you to use us to pass on any communication. Is there anyone there? Please come forth. Hey everyone, and welcome to Our Slice on Film, a podcast talking about movies, new and old, industry news as it happens, and of course the eternal debate between pizzas, New York style or Chicago deep dish. I'm Michael Clinton, one of your hosts. Brian Deal is out on assignment in Wisconsin this week, so I invited my dear friend, costume designer, fashion historian, and horror junkie, Jolene Richardson, to join me for today's movie. Jolene, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Mike? Pretty good. Thanks for joining me for uh, first Our Slice on Horror. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk about horror because this is, I mean, this is my world. So yeah, I'm ready. We're, we're living it. That's great. Um, today we're chatting about a brand new horror movie uh, called Host. Just premiered exclusively on Shudder. Um, what, like a week ago, maybe? Something like that? Um, <laughs> one week ago, yeah. One Feels week like ago. a lot longer. <laughs> man, and it, it, it's just been blowing up ever since uh, this tight 56 minute experience lets us sit on a seance that is held over zoom uh it's currently sitting 100 percent fresh on rotten tomatoes and is currently being called the blair witch project of the quarantine age Ooh, like it right now that all sounds real exciting but even more exciting joining jolene and i today on our slice on film is the film's writer and executive producer jed shepherd and writer Gemma hurley Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Cheers, Mike and Jolene. It's uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be on this pizza-themed film podcast. It's <laughs> like, like the best pizzas. It like has lots of oh, things God. that you wouldn't think go together on top of it, but <laughs> it works. So yeah, man, you know, and and I thought with Brian not here, he's from Chicago. I thought New York had the upper hand because Jolene's coming in from New York right now. But yeah, I'm, you guys haven't tasted South London pizza. That's oh. <laughs> Now, what's that? What's that like? What's that pizza it's, like? It's Italian. It's just it's Italian. Italian. Thin, <laughs> thin stone bait kind of thing. Yeah. Good to know. All right. So you're you're closer to New York than you are Chicago a little bit. All right. Well, I mean, just the first question, guys. You know, a little background for the listeners. If you haven't known, Word on the Street is 12 weeks. You guys, you know, from idea to release about this this movie that you filmed over Zoom, which is just incredible. Can you can you kind of talk us through? how we got here and just how how excited I am that we have this piece of, of what I'm going to call, you know, film history now um, for Ooh. us. Yeah. Cool. I'll give you a piece of the history of... of oh, uh, oh, my God. Be funny. Jesus. So um, it all started with um, this two-minute prank video that the director, Rob Savage, kind of... Uh, created just with our friends we have this um, whatsapp group called the quarantine movie club where from the start of lockdown we uh were just watching films on netflix party so group kind of watches we were doing uh like film quizzes online pub quizzes and just generally hanging out and not doing much and that was like for the first six weeks and we thought okay this is how lockdown is going to go down and then uh rob dropped that prank video where he genuinely scared our friends and it got noticed it got noticed by millions of, of people and uh from that point we got some interest in in making a longer form version but obviously we didn't think how on earth we'd possibly be able to expand it to something that's watchable or um 
or yeah, palatable. And then, um, like most times when me and Rob do a project, because we've worked together multiple times now, he asked me, do you have any, any ideas for a long form version? And I said, I'll sleep on it. And then about four in the morning, it just came to me and I, and I texted him two words, Zoom seance. <laughs> and yeah, and that's what he pitched to Shudder and Shudder were very up for it and gave us the money to make it. Um, and from that point, we assembled our, our dream team of essentially every single person that's in our WhatsApp, in our WhatsApp group, which, which is made up of actors, which are our friends, um, stunt people, uh, the best VFX person money can't buy, um, <laughs> costume, the costume lady, um, everyone was in that group. Um, and that's the point also that we decided to draft in, in Gemma because we're so close to this group. It's hard for us to be objective about anything. And because they're going to be acting together, we needed an outsider at that point, which is very much part of the family now, but uh, we need an outsider at that point to come in and help put us together. And yeah, that's where Gemma came in. Yeah, Gemma. So what, what, you know, I guess was this, was everything written before you got there? No, right. You just was, you got brought in on day one, Gemma. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know what the timeline was between the prank video happening and me coming on. Oh, or like Thanks. you having your Zoom like Zoom seance idea, yeah. Jed. Maybe you should sleep more and you'll have like even more of these fantastic ideas. Like maybe it's a delirium of not being able yeah. to sleep. Like, these ideas. Yeah. Of days, Gemma. I think it. I think it was a few days after it dropped, and then we got the offers, and then me and Rob basically just back and forth went. This would be cool to have in a, in a in a found footage movie set on Zoom. And within, I don't know, maybe a day, we kind of had a rough structure and all of the kills put in. Um, and we knew we wanted to use our friends, but um, we needed help to, to kind of put it together and, and make it um, heartwarming and funny and uh, and Rob knew just the person. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Like I, I was like kind of like um, messaged them going like, oh, well done, guys. You managed to do something productive in lockdown or um and then rob like messaged me being like hey do you want to come and help us out and i was just like oh my god yeah i'm not it's not like i'm doing anything else right now is it uh so i mean i was really grateful and it was just such a joy it was like two weeks all in all of developing this idea and um, you know we didn't obviously we didn't have time to write like a full script as jed mm -hmm. was saying like it was you know we had 17 pages of you know a beat by beat you know places for the actors to hit like we figured out um, the dynamic of like a relationship to kind of hang the tension off and to kind of interrogate um, kind of those themes of like disconnection and um, just frustration, I suppose, everyone's feeling. Um, mm. And we also did loads and loads of watching of like our favorite films to try and get some inspiration of like what tone we wanted to hit. Like how, how do we want people to feel from watching this film? Like, I don't, you know, I'm not looking for a film that makes me feel claustrophobic right now or like mm. horrible. Um, and I think, you know, if we're successful, people watch this film and yes, it will scare them shitless, but it will also kind of give some catharsis and joy and feeling like you've been part of that gang. And, um, you know, I, I feel like there is something horribly comforting in there somewhere, um, that is fun. Um, so hopefully we've done our jobs. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I, I like that you bring up the fact that you didn't want them to feel claustrophobic because until you said that word, 
I never got that. Even though these people are in one bedroom apartments alone or with only one other person, I think Caroline's the only one that's really in like a house. I mean, Teddy's got that big house, but out of the, the main girls. So, and like, I never once felt claustrophobic. I just felt, oh my goodness, what is happening? You know, like you never get that feeling of claustrophobia. So, which yeah. can be, can be difficult and found footage because, you know, especially with shaky cams and, and unfocused, like that's not a, maybe not necessarily a claustrophobic feeling, but just, just uh, no control over the situation as an audience member. Um, and you guys kind of up that, I think even more than what we've seen in the past. Like we just have absolutely no control. Like you, the, this movie's framed on a computer, but I don't have a mouse. I can't ex exit. There's <laughs> nothing I can do to get out of this situation. I just have to sit there and watch essentially on this call with them um, and that's why a lot of people have said like watching it on your computer is probably the the, the ideal way because it makes you feel like you're one of the participants um and uh just the fact that you you're with them and you almost forget it's a film because you're watching these girls talk over zoom just about everyday stuff and, and though it does seem about everyday stuff everything they say in the first five ten minutes is pays off later on and you get clues to how they they're going to die and what's going to happen to them within that first five ten minutes um but yeah, we wanted to, to, it to be as realistic as possible for you to know the girls um, just with the kind of subtext and how they interact with, with each other. And and yeah, and we didn't want it to be like, I know you mentioned like Blair Witch before. We didn't want it to be cliche because when the Blair Witch came out, there were so many kind of copycats. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to be that. We took the best bits from our favorite movies, including found footage movies, and we put it in here and gave it a bit of a twist so it's current 21st century. Um, but one thing we did we did use uh, from the Blair Witch Project was the the fact that they use their real names. Which and I'm love. a big fan yeah. of in, in movies using using their real names. Actually Emma Emma from um, from Host is also in a film that I, I did called Multiplex and she plays a girl called Emma in that as well. So it's it's a thing. And I think the way the reason to do that is to give it an air of, of believability and authenticity. Um, and yeah, and you can see it with it in the, in the interactions between the girls. It's, it's, it feels real. And that just adds to, to, to the scarce later on when you don't want them to die because they're your friends now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they are friends in, in real life. They're, they talk to each other every single day and yeah, they're, they're loving the reaction by the way. Like it's so funny being in that group and Gemma's quite a newcomer to the group. And so, yeah, she can just see the madness and they are really like their characters besides <laughs> we've heightened it a little bit in, in Gemma's case, especially, but. Um, yeah, I didn't like, cause the first time I met, obviously I haven't, I haven't even met Jed in real life. I haven't met the actors. Um, like I met the first time I met them was when we did a kind of a research seance with yeah. them. Um, I heard about this. Yeah, where we had a real medium. Um, so for me, I felt like, um, you know, like just like watching them all going, oh, how are they going to react? Like, you know, and hopefully they didn't see me like typing away every time someone said something good. It's like a weirdo. <laughs> but, um, you know, obviously the character Gemma, act actress Gemma wasn't, you know, undermining everybody, you know, but they are a good friendship. So it was trying to find a way to like create tension that perhaps wasn't really there or heighten particular characteristics they have. Like, um, you know, Caroline is really like quite a scary cat, but on the original prank video, she wasn't like crying or anything. It was more mm. about like kind of dialing that up. And for Gemma, it was about making her slightly more playful, a little bit more of a troll character than she is realistically. And um, Haley has that quite natural 
from my perspective, Jed, maybe I'm wrong, like quite grounded and is trying to make yeah. her like make her more of the kind of serious character in the group that perhaps she isn't naturally as much. Um, so just trying to like play with all the levels to try and create this kind of dynamic that um, yeah. where, you know, a sounds could go wrong around. And that's quite the interesting thing, actually, because I think how me and Rob had it initially was that Gemma and Haley's roles were swapped around. And, 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 but, and then Gemma, when she witnessed them, she said, no, it would work best the other way. And I was like, like no, I know, these girls, I know these girls better than Gemma. But then you watch it now and you, can, you can't even imagine it the, the other way now. It's, it's perfect. And, and because we're, I was so close to, to those girls, like, I couldn't see the wood for the trees, really. So, mm. like, thanks to Gemma, that's why that kind of works. But it, it was also like one of the things we were talking about authenticity, Jed, like, the, um, you know, I don't know how obvious this is, but like all of that stuff in the first 30 minutes really happened during that seance. Like before, you know, before, you know, spoiler alert, supernatural stuff starts mm. happening. Like that all really happened. There was, we did a seance, some spooky stuff happened. Someone did a, like a prank. I think it might've been Rob. Um, like pretending that something scary had happened or telling a scary story that we all kind of fell for. Um, the the medium cut out and we forgot to close the seance and we're still in it. So, oh, oh. <laughs> And now we're in it too, huh? Yeah. yeah. And we recorded that real seance as well. That That's all on, that's all recorded. So we, we have the evidence that something spooky did happen there and we used elements of that real seance in, in, in host. And that's why it feels kind of, real because mm. the first 30 minutes really first 25 minutes is all real stuff that happens mm-hmm. wow. so i have a question kind of talking about characters mike and i were wondering you know at the because you Haley is that grounded character in the film does she know something before this this seance happens because she kind of comes in already quite stoic and already quite not standoffish but like at an arm's length of Girls, come on, take this seriously. Yeah. Or, and, you know, she's always the one being, you know, getting mad or or asking them to take it seriously. So we were wondering if she knew something before the seance started. What do you think, Gemma? Well, I suppose this is a really interesting question because this is one of the challenges in doing this film, like writing it, is there was not enough time to, you know, show backstory to any of these these characters. You, You don't, all you need to know is who they are in that present moment, their reactions, and we kind of tease certain tensions between characters and I, I, hopefully that's enough to give a flavor of, uh, give enough the, the audience's imagination to kind of um, put on that whatever you imagine is going on. Um, but we did, you know, we did talk about like, well, who, why is there this tension between Haley and Gemma, for instance, or like what, you know, Haley says that she's done this before. Why? Happened, um, yeah. yeah. And we definitely have like, ideas in our heads about what that answer is um but it you know it didn't make it onto the screen and there was this whole initial original version of the script that ended up not really working when they got to um you know set where we did have this big confrontation um, about what what this is already about yeah but yeah. like i mean mike you know this with the found footage genre like it has to be realistic and mm. in real life when people have been chased by a monster like are there they really going to have that conversation about like what you know you know what's really going on with them or like you know why so um yeah it would take you out it would take you out of the of the, of the fan footage kind of mindset um that this is real if you saw kind of a hollywood-esque film 
kind of a thing. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why, again, like classic trope of fan footage, we don't have a score. Um, we're using real names. They're having real conversations. Um, everything you see, the, the graphical interface of Zoom is real as well. We've used real Zoom. We got that permission. And all of these things are the ingredients that make it, you feel like you're really there. And I think that that's resonated with the audience that they genuinely feel like they're witnessing a snuff movie, that they're seeing these people die. These oh, people that they've been a joyful the first, one. Yeah. A really happy snuff film. <laughs> getting to know. And, and that's, the, that's the tragedy of it. And the other thing that adds an air of authenticity to it is the, the kind of scriptment that we had, which was essentially a 17-page beat sheet, um, it was redacted for each of the girls. So they didn't know how each other were going to die. So when you see them seeing their friends die, it's for real. They, mm. they, they, these people that they've known for years, they're seeing their, their friends die on screen for the first time. And you can see that especially when, during Teddy's death, where you see Emma underneath the blankets and she's, her reaction there is basically real. You're seeing her, her witness, a friend, go through the most traumatic demise possible. And so her reaction is, is essentially real. Um, and it's very snotty. Yeah. That's, oh, man. Honestly, as a woman, that's what I appreciated the most about the film was like all of this ugly crying and the boogers and the tears <laughs> and the redness in the face. I no was makeup. like, yeah, no, no makeup. makeup. Like, it was, it was beautiful in that way because you're like, yeah, I would do that too. Mm-hmm. Didn't the VFX have to remove some, like all the muco- mucus? Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I think there was a bit too much. In, in, so, <laughs> some, like, really? Some of it had to be removed. Yeah. Under the blanket? I, can't, I don't know what I don't know if or, or Gemma gets real snotty too. I think it might have been for Gemma. She, uh, she got um, real snotty. That's, yeah. I mean, that's just perfect. I think. Yeah. I and mean, and that, that, that is so Blair Witch Project. Just, just everything you're saying, especially your scriptment and just giving the actors and act like the actors just beats and keeping it, withholding information. And that's exactly what they did on that yeah. set of Blair Witch Project out in the woods. And it, it's, I have, read every interview with those guys and watched every documentary about the Blair Witch ever made, every little snippet of it, especially um, documentaries and kind of news reports from around the time as well. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would watch those guys and see how, how they did things. And it is pretty much exactly what we did. Um, we kind of built on the foundation that, that, that they already put, put in place. And uh, yeah, hopefully you can like, see that. Didn't they like traumatize them by like leaving them in a tent in the middle of the woods and like freaking out in the middle of the night and stuff? Yeah, playing yeah. speakers we, and children laughing. Yeah, yeah oh just the director Rob Savage did um, in terms of before they would start a scene, he would make them watch gross out moments from like scary horror films. He would make them watch that that cliff leap from Midsummer. The man oh. gets, yeah, just before like they were about to do something. Okay, just quickly watch this. Okay, and action. <laughs> Now you're in the um, mood. Oh, God. Because for an actor to get from zero to 60, it, it might take a little while, but if you've just watched something horrific, your heart's already racing, the endorphins are flowing, and then action. You're already, like, jacked up and ready to kind of, like, be scared. Ready to snot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Man. Sure. And, and um, you know, found footage, this, this definitely has, you know, I, I see your your influences, and I can tell, you know, the whole cast and crew is horror fans. Like I can, you can tell that from the movie and just from seeing you guys kind of tweeting. Cast, oh, man, cast the scary cats. So it was the crew then. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 
and I mean, we make we try to make them watch as many horror films as possible. We had a group viewing of Paranormal, Paranormal Activity three before we started shooting, just because it, I think that's the best Paranormal Activity, mm-hmm. and some of the beats in there are quite ingenious, and I don't think it gets enough credit. Um, but we wanted to show them how we could do that with practical effects, with fish and wire, with just things that are laying around around the house, and um, and yeah, so we, we gave them a, a, as much homework as possible. Um, like Emma had to watch Blair Witch Project for the first time, um, things like that. <laughs> Nightmares, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Well, I couldn't even imagine watching all those movies for the first time, and like and by yourself mm-hmm. during yeah, quarantine. Yeah, yeah. That's been that's just been so <laughs> insane, man. And and this and the the quarantine aspect of it, I, I want to talk about that because. This oh, man, this is gonna sound so like American, but when Gemma throws her face mask on and when they're bumping elbows, um, I'm like, all right, you know, I get it. Like they are, all right, we're being safe and stuff. Um, but that's just that's such part of the zeitgeist now and just our political view that I was telling Jolene yesterday. Like, hopefully, I won't be able to show my kids or my nieces and nephews your movie in ten years and they understand it. I I, I hope that they're just like. You know, Dad, why are they touching elbows? Like, why is she putting on a face mask? I hope they don't have to live through that kind of experience. Well, well, about about, about that, we we're very conscious about the concept of masks, and you'll, you'll see that Salem, the the medium, she talks about the um, the spirit. Like they by lying, they created a mask that the spirit steps into, um, and then you have the mark the filters as masks as well, and then you have the mask floating with Emma. And then you have the actual masks. So there's there's a theme there's a theme there running mm-hmm. through the whole thing. Um, and I wouldn't say personally that we would want this to be a quarantine movie. We don't we don't see it as a pandemic movie. We see it as a movie about friends. And just because it was shot in the in within these constraints, um, it. I think it should kind of like stand on its own kind of two feet and, and uh, not be confined to just, to just these times. Hopefully that's how it's going to be. And hopefully your kids and grandkids will, will understand what, what the pandemic was, but hopefully it was, mm-hmm. it's far, far away in history. Um, and not just kind of like think, Oh, I'm not going to watch that. That was about like an old time. Um, so yeah. I think it's enjoyable as a standalone as well. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I'll oh, go on. No, I, I was just kept saying, yeah, because I agree. Oh, uh, I, I, just think, I just think this is a really interesting question. And obviously, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know mm. what the future holds for the pandemic, let alone this film. Um, but um, I mean, you guys are better encyclopedias of horror than me. I don't I can't really think of a, a, a com- comparable film in terms of like of the, the zeitgeist in that sense. Like, I, I guess you could say, obviously, you know, horror is a reflection of our society's fears and, you know, body snatchers about communism, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Like, you know, there are examples of, of what that is or the moral panic with Rosemary's baby, et cetera. Um, you know, I would hope that, you know, five years down the line, that's God, sorry, that sounded like, Oh yeah, we're on that level of these classic films, but you like, are, um, you are, well, guys. thank you. Well, I'm you know, out there. but you know, like, read I, the I, reviews. Yeah. well, I just hope it's, you know, there is, you know, that it might just be a blip. Uh, it reflects the zeitgeist. It's cathartic for the people who experienced it and then whatever. Um, but like, I think that was why we were keen to like have all the elements of the pandemic and the lockdown to some extent in the background, more of this kind of like this 
sense of dread that we don't really directly talk about it's more because these, these these girls are bored that's why they're doing the seance it's not like that first couple of weeks where everyone's like addicted to their phones looking at the news like we're yeah. past that stage um it's more just this is just normal now which is kind of frightening in itself mm. but the 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 moment you alluded to about putting on a mask to go out to save her friends and the elbow bump at the end like that wasn't actually planned in the original script and and i think it's quite a testament to our times the only reason they elbow bumps is because we wanted them to hug, but that's unsafe. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. the most unsafe, you know, in a, in a movie, like I've, I've said this before, but like in a movie full of people setting their face on fire and, you know, hugging was the worst thing we could have done to our actors at that kind of moment when mm -hmm. everything, you know, so. Yeah. We didn't even the think truth. about it, did we? We, we, we just no. put an image like, hug. wouldn't it be cool if they, they, they hug and it's, it's kind of a, a moment where, yeah. a redemption yeah. moment where you see, okay, they're friends, they put all the past behind them and together they're, they're going to face this fear. And I remember when, when Rob and Doug, Doug's our amazing producer, by the way, they said, oh, the, the girls changed what you, what you guys wrote. And I was like, right, okay, that, that's interesting. And it's funny because on Multiplex, Haley, because all the girls from Host are also in Multiplex, by the way, Haley did that in Multiplex as well. Like, she changed Ooh. something that I wrote, but like, it was for the better as well. So she's got, she's got history of making things better. <laughs> Just, um, and when they, and when they said what they actually did, I was like, yeah, that's complete it's genius. Better. It's so much better. And that's the thing I need to stress, like, we're down as writers, but the, the girls themselves, like the stuff they contributed, they should have equal writing credit because mm. their ad -libs the dialogue their dialogue their everything they've done is is mostly them and their, their real lives and some of the some of the, the best biggest and best lines come from the girls just being spontaneous like happy spookies is the hashtag that's gone around the world twice and that's just emma just making something up on the spot but Man. i love it um trademark that yeah, that's, it. that's like, the tagline. Not on a t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. I also, I, and we'll we'll come onto our favorite lines later. Of course, I've got another one that, that I really like. But um, but yeah, it, I mean, it is a film of our times, and it has been reviewed as the the film of the pandemic and etc. But I hope it stands on its own two feet in years to come. And 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 if it is genuinely going to be seen up there with Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity and Ghostwatch then I'll be really happy. Oh, so by the way, be it. Yeah, <laughs> yesterday, like, so Ghostwatch is a big influence on, on, on this film, which was the first kind of British found footage movie that redates kind of... both Blair Witch Project and the last broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's, it's uh, 31st of October, 1992. And 31101992 is also the participant ID on, on the Zoom chat. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. I have that written down. Yeah. yeah hey, yeah. good spot. <laughs> wow. um, because like we, we love Ghostwatch, and yesterday I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but the writer of Ghostwatch, Stephen Volk, he he watched it and he came out and said, "You guys have made the new Ghostwatch." And wow. did you piss your pants? Yeah, of course. <laughs> it was so exciting. It's so, it, and like the weird thing about that is, two years ago I was on a podcast randomly with Stephen Volk, and I said to him, "Do you think anyone else will ever make?" the next ghost watch and he kind of laughed and said oh maybe it's going to be you like and this was like two years ago manifest like, <laughs> crazy and then oh. and then i guess fulfilled that kind of promise but 
I mean, I still love Ghostwatch a lot, and it's still very underrated because it was banned in this country for ages. I got a bootleg off eBay, like when eBay like first came out, and I was just like, "This is amazing!" It makes means more people will see Ghostwatch and the other influences. I, I have a kind of question for Mike. If you do, you think you know we were like people are talking about this new kind of type of genre of horror, um, you know, and obviously it's a found footage thing, but it feels like it's more than that. It feels like it's like, is it? desktop horror is it lockdown horror is it someone's like like i don't know i guess it depends what comes after but you know i i and i've been battling with this and i wanted to ask you because yes this is found footage but we're not finding it we're not you know giving it and it's not it's present know, it's very present it's it's more of a slice of life horror where you know it's a slice of life horror oh. yeah Perfect, Jed. You're my guy. We're on the same wavelength. It's great. Um, but but I mean, and the thing about Zoom and like video chatting is, it brings you at least for a tiny little square into someone's life. And you you know, Jed, you've got a virtual background on from Night of the Comet. Um, yes, but, yeah, you know, my laundry's stuff. behind me. I've got boxes all over my house. Like I'm I'm just by clicking yes on the Zoom link, I'm welcoming you into my home and. And yeah, you guys have a full view of what's behind me, but I'm kind of looking at you guys. And so, you know, this isn't edited. It's not saying, you know, uh, a laptop was recovered from the scene of the crime, this, this, and that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, man, that, which, which so many, I feel like so many, just Cloverfield did that a little bit where it's oh, like, yeah. all right, which Cloverfield's up there. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Cloverfield, <laughs> you know which one did that first? Did it first? Yeah, the, the Blair Witch thing of... Um of this footage was recovered from blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> so you gotta I, tell. <laughs> I believe it's um, um, UFO abduction from 1989, um, which is the, like the home movie of a kid's birthday party. And all of a sudden there's an alien invasion. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. I haven't. See, you can find it online. It's, it's like about it's like 45 old. minutes long. It's, it's like host length really. And it, it is spooky because it feels because it's from the eighties and it feels real because it's all done on like a, like a, a VHS. And this they they basically having a party. They go outside, they see a spaceship land. They get back into the house and these aliens kind of surround their house and get in and just start killing people basically. But it's done so fuzzily. It's and like then in signs the, on VHS. Or yeah. Whatever. And then in the late nineties, the same director he remade it with a bigger budget. Um, and it didn't work so well because it was the fact that it felt so real originally um, made it made it what it is. But um, yeah, pe- people people don't really talk about that very much. But I I think it's the, the precursor to, to a lot of it's before it's before Ghostwatch. So mm-hmm. yeah. Wow! Thanks for that tidbit. <laughs> That's great. See, we, before we I challenged you who saw more found footage films, but you know, <laughs> you're the professional writer here. I'm <laughs> just the fan. Hey. <laughs> yeah but but i mean back to the back to the zoom thing it's you know we're supposed to be safe in our house during quarantine and we're supposed to see our friends and family safe via zoom and what happens when that goes wrong and it's it's just man it's just so nice and it's and i i don't know if it's desktop horror Gemma, because it's one application mm-hmm. right the entire movie we don't see her computer right. start up like we do in unfriended and searching with john you know we, we, it's just one application that's like, it makes whatever screen you're on a computer screen automatically. 
Yeah, that's called screen life, isn't it? Screen, screen life. life. I thought you said app horror or something. Yeah. Like, oh god, sub sub genre. We need some yeah, new I, names. Yeah, I, I honestly just 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 like horror, just like <laughs> people. There's a little bit of, especially in the UK, that there's a stigma about horror mm. still, even though horror is probably one of the most successful genres you can get. So they try to like make it elevated horror, which mean which is meaning some horror isn't elevated and is crap. So I hate the word that the, the subgenre. Oh, snooty. I do too. I, yeah. It really bothers me to no end because I can get the same thing from the stuff that I can get from Midsummer, and it's like exactly. there's no. Oh, yeah. I love the stuff. I, I have I have a little carton of the actual stuff as well. Which is really enough it. is never enough. I love the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the but yeah. So I, I when someone just asks me what what kind of type of horror it is I'm, I'm just like it's horror it's just scary horror and my favorite my actual favorite thing and people probably think that we hate it but my favorite thing is when someone compares it to unfriended or they haven't seen it and, and they just say oh it's just going to be unfriended because i want them to go in thinking it's unfriended and then because that's when we've got them that's when we've got them good because they'll be expecting kind of quite low stakes and just the same old stuff but then we just turn it on his head and we push everything as far as possible. And um, when we when we when we created um, the kind of seventeen page beat sheet, um, we had the end section like listed as the freak out, and we just wanted the audience to take one sharp breath when that first started and to not breathe out until the credits. And I think I think we've achieved it because honestly, like even when I watch it, I'm just like. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's this unrelenting, sheer poor Teddy. Horror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah poor Teddy. I love it. It's a roller coaster because you just you just yeah, like, you just like that the entire time. Yeah, um, and I think it's going to be going to be interesting. But one of the most important things you wanted to do is make people care about those deaths, and the way you do that is you have a start where you see their friends interacting, you learn a little bit about their lives, so you feel like they're friends. And I think Gemma brought a lot of that to to the to the party. Um, whereas like some of my favorite films are just like absolute gore fests and like I'd probably be happy if it's just started with with them getting like yeah like, maybe Ill. I cared more about them living I was more about <laughs> make them live you were like make them die exactly but that's why like it works well together and um and yeah yeah I'm just I'm just so happy with how it turned out I have a technical question for you guys because when we were talking about safety shooting this now are these you're not on a you're not on a set you're you're in people's homes so how how is that like filming it doing stunts rigging stunts in people's homes like i mean alan drops from the ceiling like yeah. i yeah well um neither of us were, were on the on the kind of calls on the zoom with, with them it was robin producer producer doug but what they did was they um we filmed all of the stunts first, all of the deaths first. Um, and the reason for that is so we could play it in live. So you would see their real reactions. Um, yeah, and essentially what they did is they just logged on every day and they ran through what they had to do. They did, a, a, first of all, they did like a, a long rubbish version first where they kind of acted it out and they kind of did it. And like maybe like a, a, a one minute scene would, would last like 30 minutes in the kind of practice. And then, then they would condense it, condense it and just get the best moments out of it until Rob had what he, what, what he wanted. Um, but again, it was dictated a lot by the girls and, and their kind of interactions. Um, so I can't stress that enough that how great it was to work with these amazing actresses. Um, and yeah, and they had to do their own kind of 
uh, camera setup because it wasn't it was shot on zoom but also on with a iphone taped to their computer mm-hmm. so you would see uh the, the camera would poke out at the top and and would face them so if there were any internet problems that we wouldn't get it wouldn't cut out um and then also things like um because everyone had to be socially distanced as well so you couldn't have stunt guys being too close to them because there were there were rig- rigging set up and things um so a lot of this had to be done by by the girls and by the stunt guys from a distance. Um, the only thing I can uh, the only thing I can tell you about that is maybe a little bit um, kind of different is where we cast Teddy. He wasn't part of the friendship group. We cast him because we had an idea that we wanted to set someone on fire, mm. and I I was I, this might have been before you, Jen, but. I, w- I was like, we need to set one of the girls on fire because that, that's how it w- it'll be great if we set one of the girls on fire. And like Dougie and, and was just like, the producer was like, we, we, we're not going to set one of the girls on fire. <laughs> we had to, so we had to find, we had to find someone who, who was licensed to do it. But then we had the problem with, oh, wow, because they'll, to sell it, we're going to, and to make him believable and care about him, he needs to be a good actor because he needs to be one of the friends. We can't just have a random guy drop by, hi, and then just die. Mm-hmm. So we got so, so lucky with Teddy, Teddy Linard. He was, he, we would have cast him anyway, like even if he wasn't like, a, a, a certified stunt guy because he's so amazing as an actor. Um, but you see him, you see when he dies, that's really him. That isn't CGI. That's a real face burn. Yeah. And that's a real reaction from Emma as well, seeing, seeing, seeing Teddy do that. Um, just thinking about that, even just the way it looks. Like, I'm not watching the movie, but I, that, the, that scene is just burned into my it head. It was so well yeah. done. I mean, that's that, that prosthetic face mask, too, is like, it, it's, you don't, there's no, not a seam. And I look for that stuff, and there's not a seam that I can see. Th- it's there, isn't a, there isn't a prosthetic face mask on... Oh, it's, that's like this gel on his face. So he burned his eyes. What the? Was just like you yeah. know, they, they, there's this really unnerving thing they described it as, isn't it? Like you've got like a certain amount of time before the gel burns away and it starts burning your face. Like mm. it's like that kind of thing. So it's just you like hold it for as long as possible and hope you get the cake. So a safe word. Someone was there with like a fire right. extinguisher. Obviously, he didn't do it all himself and had to jump yeah. in the live swimming pool. <laughs> God, I'm um, in a panic attack right now. That sounds so... So all of the directing, all of that was done from afar then. So nobody was really in the apartments but, a lot of the time. But on that point, though, there are lots of really cheeky magic cuts where, like, especially with Emma, from what I understand is where, like, you know, all that stuff with the flower, that's not her. Like, that's, mm. like, the director in his flat pretending to be her. And you have all these cuts, like, you know, every time you go to a scary cut, it's not actually the actress, like, being pulled up yeah. on a... Thank I see God. Michael just, just was just like what? Yeah, because <laughs> because I was looking for the editing seams a little bit and like in between, and I found only one that Which I could. Was? Re- it was going up into the attic. Was that? Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's when Caroline, the director's then, house, is it? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's one of the stunt guys' houses who yeah. would he was happy to hang base hang himself basically in in the attic. He's he's legs right? Yeah. Is that yeah. legs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But with with Emma's with with Emma's house, Emma's house was made up of five houses. Yeah, five. Yeah. Um, so when she goes, you see her coming out of her room to get a drink and go into the kitchen. That kitchen is the director Rob Savage's kitchen. So everything in there, um, where you see the mask floating, all the flower stuff, 
um, and, and the cupboards exploding and stuff. That's all in Rob Savage's house. He had to dress like Emma, so you see, like his hands and stuff. And then <laughs> the bunny slippers. Yeah, yeah and the bunny <laughs> slippers. So great. And then, and then she runs out, and then you see the light exploding. Uh, yeah, that's a cut from from Rob's house to a, another stunt house. No, from Rob's house to our pyrotechnics guy's house, um, who worked on another film with us. And then it goes back into Rob's house, and then. Uh, he runs no she runs up her stairs it cuts to the stunt people's house work when she's raised in the air mm-hmm. and then dropped and then when she drops the camera kind of shakes and that's a cut to her picking up her phone and going into her bedroom and going under the covers um and then after that whole sequence when she's out the window that's teddy's actually teddy's house um, okay where he, yeah he has he has a big house so um <laughs> Where the the picnic tables bit that's Teddy's house. So there's there are a lot of invisible scenes, which is is great, and that's how we had to make this movie like a Frankenstein's monster, but a beautiful Frankenstein's monster with a with lipstick on. Dude, that's exactly what it yeah. is. And and you don't you you get so encaptured in it that you know I I really I was looking for the seams on like my fourth or fifth watch, not my first watch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it's it is a tour de force, and it's you're, the pacing of it is. You're right. I don't get a chance to breathe, so I can't even. Watch it five times. That that's amazing, by the way. Yes, yeah. I did watch it five times. This <laughs> went over me. It's like what? <laughs> I I was I just so pumped because I kept telling people you need to watch this. You need to watch this, and then I convinced yeah. myself like, yeah, you need to watch this again. And then you know, yeah, I had DM'd slid into Jed's DMs on Twitter, and he's like, yeah, come on, let's go and chat. So I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. I gotta watch it seven more times before I talk to them. But it it's just. It is. It's so beautiful, and you. you know, with the editing and the Frankensteinness of it, it it doesn't feel that way. And yeah. there's there's parts where like I'm sitting here like, all right, my my Zoom calls don't act like that. Like they aren't perfectly <laughs> shot and edited. Where it's like, all right, here's Emma and Teddy. The rest kind of just disappeared. Ignore that fact. I completely didn't even think about it. But the glitches. In the in the streaming and you know especially Gemma when she runs out and her her video like cuts and everything and the mm-hmm. audio sounds listening to it in the dark on headphones hunched over my laptop was absolutely terrifying. Massive, yeah. and eh? last, oh, and yeah. which I, I that was my experiment. I had to see the best way to watch it. I watched it in the daytime. I watched it at night on my television last <laughs> just night. Just to gotta, be sure. Just to be yeah. sure, because I needed to know. And, you know, Jed, you started this that, you know, you said this before, to watch it on the laptop is probably the best way. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I would I would really like to see it on a, on a massive cinema screen, to be, to be quite honest as well. Because I think the probably the best way to watch it yourself is on a laptop. But if you really want to see what's going on, you need it. You need it as big as possible because mm-hmm. there is so much stuff that's going on that people haven't noticed yet, um, and really, really cool stuff. And I think once it's massive, I think it will. If we ever get a chance to ever show it in the cinema, it will almost find a new audience because people will realise there's, there's stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And if you turn your brightness up, like really bright you could probably see some stuff in in the darkness behind them and in and, and stuff like that um there's a lot of hidden cool easter eggs around dude and, and i love that and and again that just the the horror movie easter eggs that you throw in there i think it was like two days ago you you checked someone on the alice sweet alice connection 
which yeah. I can't believe that I passed that on my first watch. <laughs> I just, I cannot believe Brooke Shields. I'm like, why didn't she pop into up in my head right now? <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's such a, um, a love letter. And mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. just this, this amazing, you know, piece of, I'm going to call it art. I'm going to go ahead and say it, a piece of art, really. <laughs> it is. I mean, we were talking about that yesterday, Mike and I, that uh, horror is really one of the only genres that's made by fans for fans, that everything that we do as horror filmmakers in the genre is for the fans because we just love it so much. You can absolutely see that love in every frame of this film, which is incredible. Yeah, thank you. That's what you tried. I mean, I mean, we're just we're just like horror fans, and and we just want to kind of make horror films that we'd love to see ourselves. And and if we get a chance to make a movie, we'll we'll put in funny things that that make us laugh. And and the thing that Je- Je- um, Gemma kind of alluded to earlier, actually, it might have been on, on a different interview, so maybe scrap that. But um, it was the um, it's all everything's blending and merging. Right, blending. I don't know what time it is. Y'all have been so busy, man. I've oh seen God. you know podcast interviews, New York Times articles. Done a, done a lot, yeah. Are but you really um, going to say about how like it would be easy to think that this was a gimmick or exploitative? But... No, 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 I wasn't going to. I was okay. going to say that um, the fact that the whole thing is is very very short, and because one of the first things like me and Rob said before we even thought there was going to be a movie was, wouldn't it be funny if the film lasted the exact length of a free Zoom call? Um, so originally it was going to be 40 minutes because we just thought, yeah, we'll just get them so, so, so worked up and then it would be like your 40, your 43 minutes, minutes of that grade. And um, so within, so within the film, it's it, in the film world, it's 40 minutes, 56 minutes in, 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 in real time. I think the original cut I remember was like two hours, I think. Um, there's probably like a cool two hour version, but I mean, when I say cool, not as good as the 56 minute version, which is, which people have really, really kind of like embraced. Yeah. It was like, Our movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. I find it hard to watch a movie every 90 minutes, to be honest. Like when I'm, when I'm looking through films to watch, um, on, I don't know if you ever use Letterboxd, but there, yeah. there's a cool watch list of like, uh, it's like great films under 90 minutes. And I'm just on that watch list going, okay, that's the film I'm going to watch. I, my time is my time is precious. I want to watch as many films as possible in my in my day. So um, I'm going to watch 90 minute movies rather than a three hour flipping Russian movie. Um. <laughs> so then, who who's the one that um, exits out when it says your 40 minutes is almost up? Is that the poltergeist? Or is who is it? The girls? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> it's well, the audience. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but like. So one of the things you've got to kind of think to yourself is right at the start, it's, it, it's Hayley. Mm-hmm. And Hayley, you see she looks nervous. She looks something up. You see her pacing up and down. You see her going to her bedroom. You see her, com- her computer. And one of the first things you see is, is Hayley is the host. And then you see her with a folder of like all her names that she's spoken to recently. Um, and I think all the clues are there to kind of like put your own ideas into what you think is going on with the whole thing. Um, the other thing I think people have kind of sp- spoken about, and these are all like kind of fan theories and maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. Who knows? Who but the, 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 the <laughs> Salem so stuff. fun to read them. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I, I like it when people talk about the Salem stuff, like, Mm, first that's of my all, fan. yeah. <laughs> when she um, when she first drops out of the call, you see there's something that happens just before, 
and then because uh, you see her turn around and something's like a blur in the background yeah and then when Haley calls her back she says oh yeah it's just my internet cutting out and then you've got to think oh okay well that obviously wasn't the case because something Some bullshit happened. sailing yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got to think Haley said she knows she, she's known sailing before she's done she's done this before she said um so there's so many kind of theories about what could happen and I mean, at the start, I think people were like, oh, Gemma, she has, she's caused all of this, but is that the case? Gemma's the one that tries, (laughs) is the only one who proactively tries to save her friends. Mm -hmm. To me, Gemma is like the heroic one. Um, Yeah. I totally had that reading because we were even being like, well, if everybody else got killed instantly, why is Haley unscathed under the desk? You know, like there's not a mm-hmm. drop of blood on her. Like she's got baggage and we want to unpack it. We want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's interesting thing. Yeah. Especially early on when she's pointing at the dark hallway, everyone on Twitter is like, she's got some damn good eyesight if she's <laughs> in the dark right there. Yeah. She's up to some, some conspiracy. She's in on it. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, so me and Rob, we love the Audrey Hepburn movie, Wait Until Dark. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, it's but... one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically a, a Blumhouse film from the 1960s. It's, it, it's, it's unbelievable. And like, that, that's the, to me, that's the first modern horror movie, I think. And it's 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old even, maybe. Oh and, um, but it has all the beats of a modern horror movie, all of the beats. And one of the things that that does really well is it plays with the camera and being in pitch black and then pressing the camera and lighting up the whole room briefly and then going to dark. And I love that. I mean, it's been used in, in some horror films since, but we wanted to kind of tie that into the countdown as well because almost making fun of that trope. So you see, you see them going slowly towards this dark room with the camera and you see the, the counter in, in, in only like 30 seconds left on the counter. So you're looking at the clock and then you're looking... Um, <sighs> tense. Yeah. It's tense. That, that whole yeah. last act, as soon as... I, you know, I, I was talking to someone. He said, honestly, the scariest part was the upgrade screen when it just popped up out of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah. oh shit, what the hell? And then that last 10 minutes is... It's, you know... Man, I know, but like, Jim, I don't know if you noticed this, but like, with with the stuff that me and Rob have done before, which is absence, dawn of the death, and salt, they all have exactly that same ending. <laughs> like, we we we've got a thing where we like the audience to just like build up their hopes and just to like, and just when you think you're going to come see something, it just stops, and then that leaves you in a state of absolute panic, like okay, what's, what's happened? Where am I? What's going on? And I really... And then the really lights in the theater come up and you have to yeah. Kind of yeah. base where you actually because, are. Exactly. Because I think if you, if you see what's coming for you, then it's not scary anymore. As soon as you see... So to have an entire film and you not really see what's coming for you, you, imagine, you start imagining things and you start imagining things in your house and when you like are speaking to your friends, you just might imagine things behind them on Zoom and... I think it's a real interesting way of um, kind of make, making a movie. What do you think, Jam? Do you think that was a, kind of a, a yeah, good ending? Yeah, um, I mean, absolutely. I was just going to say about your other movies, I think you're also quite good at doing things that are quite lean and like, mm-hmm. don't, you know, are no longer than they need to be. I mean, like Salt's like two minutes long and you two feel minutes. like you're just being bashed about like, and then it's over kind mm. of thing. Um, yeah, that ending was, you know, that was kind of something that was kind of later in the, 
the development process like how the hell did you end this like, and we i think right from the beginning we're like oh won't it be really funny if it's like you run out of time so it's kind of like getting to that point but how um and just yeah i think you guys you know robbed us such a good way of like just cranking that and cranking that and you know it's coming you don't know when or how and it's yeah i think it's well very well done yeah dude and so i i use zoom for work all the time but we've got unlimited meetings i mean we've been sitting here for an hour and a half a little bit longer than that <laughs> so when that upgrade button came i had never <laughs> used zoom for a free version so i'm like wait wait it's almost over there's only they, these girls only have 10 minutes left of their free zoom like version what am i getting into and then i checked the time and that's when i knew it was 56 minutes long i didn't even check the yeah. runtime before i pressed play Ooh. and i was just like wow this thing's really only got 10 minutes left yeah and well, we did we didn't i don't think well personally i didn't i didn't think it was like a, such a a big deal because i think to me the shorter the better oh and yeah for, for everyone to to really embrace that fact is is really unexpected i mean just just a response in general is just really unexpected but the, but the the whole short runtime because to be honest i don't know if you remember jen but like it was only like a couple of days or a few days before the film came out we were still calling it a short i'm sure we mm. were yeah <laughs> and because it was originally short. it was meant to be 40 minutes so that was like kind yeah. of like because, yeah but then yeah. Shadow were calling it. Shadow was calling it a feature, a movie, yeah. and we were like, "Yeah, Take that. Okay. all right." Yeah. Can we win an Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, what it means, it means that it opens up a lot more avenues for us in terms of the life of the film, in terms of yeah. it being shown in other territories and on different formats, etc. Um, it's, it's the difference between that. So it's. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> and then, you know, I think especially during quarantine, I mean, y'all got top picks when sh with Shudder. That is, you know, yeah, I mean, if Jason Blum called you guys, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But, you know, Shudder is prime time. And that's what us horror fans are really relying on in quarantine right now. Yeah. And I'm also I know you guys are associated with them, but the fact that you can't pay for Shudder until after your seven day free trial is like. In, it's an incredible thing. They won't even let you pay That's for a day true. until you get the seven yeah. days. So you guys are getting hella buzz and people are like, where can I watch this? Shutter? Oh, I get seven days for free mm -hmm. before I even have to pay and I can watch yeah. this 56 minute movie right well, now. Well, and they were doing 30 days free during quarantine for Shutter Shut-In was like oh, the code. Wow. Yeah, so you can get 30 days for free before you have to pay. So you can do 30 days still if you go through shutter.com. Okay. If you go through Amazon, it's seven days. Okay. Ah. I just recently switched from Amazon to Shutter because I wanted the live options. Yeah, uh, I love Shutter. Uh, that'll come in. That's important. On Friday, we're doing a live, a live tweet along. Um, All right. <laughs> my calendar. All right. What's my work? Yeah. What's your plans? <laughs> so, so I think it's it's like um, it's 11:30 p.m which is like 6 30 p.m in new york and like 3 30 or 2 30 or something in in, in la um, and that's going to be big because it'll be on like shutter tv so everyone's going to watch it at the exact same time um and then we'll just tweet along and, and give away yeah, some secrets we're and, using the hashtag happy spooky yeah yeah no i'm i'm so psyched i thought i was thinking <laughs> about this interview this morning but now like this a uh, whole communal experience which especially with zoom and horror movies have always been a communal experience you know uh, the best horror movie is watched with others mm. and you know the fact that we can't get that right now mm. but we're still you know experiencing these girls communal experience in the 
worst of situations anybody could have thought of for 2020. Yeah. And, and, and we reflect that, we see that where it's like, okay, I've only been able to see my, my own mother via FaceTime for the past four months. And yeah. it's, 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 you know, that just, I think that's the biggest connection, you know, is, is this communal, like we're all here together, Brady Bunch looking group talking about <laughs> horror movies and stuff right now, but you know, bringing your friends and, and their experiences, it's, it's so nice. And it's, it's a gift to the horror fans, really. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. This, I, I was going to say, it's a, oh, go on, Jed. Oh, I was going to say that when, when Ghostwatch first came out and um, obviously that was pre-internet, etc. Um, like I, I found lots of like old magazines and, and just people talking about it and an old news footage on YouTube. It was called the National Seance because everyone in, in the UK at the time who were watching it felt like they were, with, they were in it, in the seance. And because now, it, like this has gone like worldwide and like shutters available in well America, Australia, New Zealand from today, um, UK and Canada, it's an international seance. So it's like all of us are holding hands together across the Atlantic and um, yeah, experiencing this seance together, which is, I think it's kind of beautiful. Oh, I'm, I'm tearing up. You know, I, <laughs> I really am. I am, you know, these, these past couple of, of weeks now, Jed, you had been tweeting with John Tenney, John E.L. Tenney, yeah. which is yeah. insane. I don't know if you've watched, um, have you watched Hellier on Amazon? I haven't. Yeah, I know. I know I should. Y'all check that out. The, their whole thing is about synchronicities and things kind of lining up and shit has been lining up in my life that just one day I was like, all right, this movie's great. I'm in quarantine. Like here's the director and like, and you know, I'm feeling it. It really is a worldwide experience. Like you're saying that this, this is such a, a grief moment for so many people. And we're so isolated that fuck it horror movies. Let's, let's get back into it together. Yeah. It horror heals. Like, yeah. yeah. And like Gemma, like Gemma always says, like it's, it's a catharsis. It's, mm. It's, also, it's escapism from our current lives, even though we're watching someone being in the same situation. But yeah. it is showing that we're all in this together, and it's you're not alone. Yeah, um, like we we kind of see like because we are. I think at the beginning you were saying Mike that like you know obviously we've all kind of been on Twitter and like been interacting with the thing, but it, it goes both ways. Like it's such mm -hmm. a gift to us because you know this yeah. this movie is you know, everyone's kind of like um, projecting themselves onto these casts. They recognize them as themselves or their friends. And that applies to us as well. Like we've all been through this awful thing, which we're still in um, and we're all disconnected. And, you know, this obviously, I don't want to gild the lily too much, but, you know, there's obviously some themes of disconnection and connection in this film. And just so grateful that like there is some catharsis there for people and we can all kind of have, a little bit of escapism and feel a little bit connected to each other through this horrible film. <laughs> so. And like what we said, said about um, just the cool people that have kind of been in touch, like we've obviously, and Stephen Volk, the writer of, of Ghostwatch, but we've also had people like Joe Hill and Elijah Wood like oh, tweeting yeah. about us. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw and, that Elijah Wood tweet and I was like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> also like Joe Hill saying it scared the crap out of him. He's just like, but that's Stephen King. If how have we scared you? It's crazy. And also just like these real stoic, like almost horror gatekeepers who like who run, who run like horror websites and just like these directors who are usually quite quiet on things like this. They're all like we had an absolute blast watching this. It's and just to be even put into the same sentence as Blair Witch is is incredible. Yeah. And um yeah, like Dread Central called us the scariest movie of the decade and 
the most important film since Blair Witch is it's you unreal. can't not um, laugh when you hear stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's laughing, but it's also like I, I yeah. read these websites every single day and like just to scroll yeah. down and see, oh my god, they're talking about our film. This is, yeah. this is insane. And obviously, like we're currently, fingers crossed, still hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You do not get that for horror movies. No, no. It's it's like a pipe dream. It doesn't. It shouldn't even exist like that. And to, to me, that's crazy. It's it's just a real surreal. Yeah, we're also grateful. Grateful yeah. for, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, just the experience of interacting with everyone. Because before I was interacting with everyone anyway, before all of this yeah. happened, I was, I was quite, I'm quite a tweeter, but it was mostly about like just horror films in general. And um, maybe our shorts, people will talk about our shorts a bit. And when we were in a festival, we'll talk about that. But obviously never had like buzz like this before where like, is it, just everyone's just like in on it everyone and everyone's so happy for us which is like because people have the, the preconception that horror fans are like quite moody and quite um uh, i don't know just not very very nice but being a horror <laughs> fan myself like i've always tried to like like kind of like test that kind of preconception and, and this has proven like just how inviting and 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 amazing mm. the, the horror community is like worldwide it's it's really cool Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank so you guys. I'm proud I mean, of you guys. That's just all oh, I can say. Yeah. I mean, the, the love is there and the understanding of the of movies and not just technically, but like there's so much care and it really comes through, through the screen, you know, and, and what you guys have done through the character development, through just every little detail that is placed in the background and the foreground, like it's all there and you can tell, which is what makes yeah. it so memorable. I, I do have to say that, I mean, I, like everything is is like Rob Savage, the director. He and I've worked with him multiple times now, and he genuinely is like a, a genius. Um, and it was only a matter of time before we got to do something a bit longer. And he's been able to prove himself. Like he can he can do these big things. Mm-hmm. He can do he can do action scenes. He could do intimate scenes. Mm-hmm. And just his direction of the girls and putting this all together, along with our amazing producer Douglas Cox. Um, it's. I think it will be studied for like years to come. Like, how did this group of weirdos make this in, in lockdown? And and it's like Rob's going to be the person that they talk about because Rob is the person that put this together. If it wasn't for him and his like silly two minute prank video, this wouldn't have happened. So, and he would never say that about himself as well because he's so very humble. modest. He's so he's modest. Almost too. So we humble. can brag for him. Yeah, everyone needs a hype man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I can definitely tell you I plan on teaching about this class this oh, fall at the University of Memphis. So I'm definitely going to throw amazing. it. Throw I want to know what you say. I want to know. You need us to zoom we'll... in. We, we, we'll, we'll get the class to zoom <laughs> in with the class. Like, oh, no, no joke. No. I think uh, Michael shit himself if that I, ever happened. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Um, I think we got some pizza questions for you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, here on Our Slice on Film, we've got some traditional questions that Brian and I ask each other uh, each week. He's not here, so I've been able to change him up a little bit. Um, I've got three questions for you guys. The first one is, uh, what's your favorite topping from the movie? So what is your favorite quote? Um, which is interesting. I'm talking to the writers. What's your favorite <laughs> quote? Um, but, you know, a lot of it's ad lib. So, you know, yeah. what kind of what, what's jumping out at you? today because I, I could name six different you know yeah. lines tomorrow but what, what's number one today uh for, for me i i really like so 
I think Emma gets a lot of the funny lines. I think she's like the com, the, the comedy uh, kind of comic relief. Um, I like it when she says, um, "If I die, I'll haunt you myself." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really like that line. And that's the kind of thing she says. Like anyway, she's like so funny like that. And obviously, happy spookies. Um, and also, like when she's when she's finished her bottle of wine, she's like, oh, "I'm gonna get smashed or something." Oh, and also. Uh, some of the stuff that Teddy says just about his yeah. man bun as well. Yeah, quite quite not. yeah, I love that. I love that. How about you? Well, well this is the thing because we can kind of fan out about it as well because we didn't write these really witty lines. Yeah. Like, I wish I could take the credit, but it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, um, I think my favorite line is from a writer's perspective is the one that Teddy says about the. Um, the magic box because it's such a like a what is it like a magic box above the fireplace like um what's his face um oh god you know he's like oh if i hear this play later I, i'm in trouble or whatever <laughs> oh, it's the, that yeah, yeah like there's something about that he's like okay well i know where that's coming from um i don't know yeah. uh, but i also love uh Gemma's line like i'm sensing Oh, you guys don't know what a cardo is. Do you no, I, I, I do. I do. Okay, I don't. fine. Yeah. It's, it's an online food service where you can order stuff online. For like fancy people. Oh, okay. Like, like, that's why she says it a little snooty, yeah. right? Like, yeah. My, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Am I taking, yeah. yeah. It's very, yeah. That's a good How one. How about you guys? Yeah, Jolene, what do you got? Um, so I just love, so I went to school over in the UK for grad school. So I love hearing like phrases that I miss hearing, like taking the piss and like, oh, that's class. And so those lines are just like comfort <laughs> lines, but the food, the food line is my favorite. She's like, I'm sensing a jar of tahini. Yeah. And like, <laughs> that, that is Gemma all over as well. That is genuinely Gemma all over. Man. And, and that's a, that's a false scare. And you guys throw a couple in there in the, in the first act yeah. of these false scares. And I think like when Salen disappears literally i'm like what the fuck where did she go <laughs> was that really her tahini what's going on <laughs> um and right there th- that's where my favorite line comes in and i think it's emma but someone says Haley, are we paying her <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's, that's emma again yeah that is emma yeah she man she kills it with those lines because yeah. <laughs> i love that man and who is it Haley's just like guys take this seriously calm down and i'm like no are we paying this girl to go get her doordash right now what's up yeah <laughs> yeah um all right my next question is um what is the sauciest slice for you what's your what's your best kill out of uh out of the movie um i the best kill for me i think is one of the first ones and it's probably caroline getting her face smashed into the keyboard. I think that was the first thing that me and Rob came up with, the very first thing we did. Uh, and we, we wanted it so like the, the gobbledygook came up on the, on, on the screen and people would be like, what's it saying, what's it saying? And then slam. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And because our friend in the prank video, you see our, our friend Eros, who is also an actor, you see him in the prank video for a few seconds. He was actually in Game of, he was in the first two seasons of Game of Thrones as Arya's friend. Mm. He's a nanny McVie, but uh, yeah. So he um, he always has like he filmed himself uh, walking past himself, giving himself a cup of tea and stuff. Mm. So we took that idea from Eros really, and uh, we put it into this. And wouldn't it be cool if like they thought it was really her, but then she comes flying out? Um, yeah, for me, for yeah. me, I think that's quite iconic. That um, 
that's, <laughs> that's terrifying. And I'm going to jump in because that was mine. Um, okay. and, and I didn't realize until my third watch through, you guys, her face mask mm-hmm. foreshadowing. Yes. Right in, right in the T-zone, gets all messed up later in the film. Yeah. And when I, when I finally put that together, I was like, oh, shit. Everyone's got that. Everyone's got that. Everyone has their, their foreshadowing for it in the first five minutes of how they're going to die. Yeah, that, that was the most obvious for me. But uh, <laughs> I, I got to go. I'm going to go back and watch it another six times. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gemma, you're up. What's your, what's your sauciest slice? Oh, God. Oh, I'm not a fan of... Um, I'm, I'm really comes to body horror and stuff like that. So that for me is like, oh my gosh, that freaks much. But the whole that whole thing you were talking about, Jed, about the the camera, the video looping thing, that's like one of the most heartbreaking moments, like in the third yeah. act when you're like, oh she's dead and she's still there. It's like she's a ghost in her own I loved it. And I wasn't you don't kind of really imagine that so much when you're developing it. Um mm-hmm. I guess my favorite scare is like Ginny's death. Because it's oh, just so nowhere. like in the black, in out of nowhere, so brutal. Yeah. And she's also the one you hate the most, even though you don't know her at all. And it's just, it's just like, oh god. So yeah. yeah. So so about that one, it's like we've got this recorded as well. Um, I can't remember if you were on the call with the stunt guys, Gemma, no. but like um, when we just had the first initial idea and we didn't really know what we were doing, um, we spoke to our friends who are stunt guys and uh, they worked on salt and actually I was going to shoot their stunt reel video um, like in March or something, but because of the lockdown, it never happened. Anyway, these stunt guys, we pitched them all these ideas we wanted to, wanted to do for the kills. And I said, it'd be really cool if we could lift someone really high in the air above water. So people, cut, people will figure, will want to know how is this done? They're, they're over water for the neck to crack and then for her to smash down in the water to prove she was really there above water and do it on Zoom and do it with social distancing. Um, I'm gonna just show off, bloody hell. Yeah, no, that, geez, that, could yeah. you have picked a harder idea? <laughs> that, that was our show off idea. And and then everyone was just like, yeah, that sounds that doesn't sound doable on the budget that we had, but the credit to everyone and it's amazing. Lucky 13 stunt team, they're called. Um, just blew it out of the water and because i remember rob saying like i don't think we can do it like that but we could probably have like we could do it with a couple of cuts but there's no cuts you see her on the edge of the pool lift up over the water it's all one shot and i actually i actually don't know how they did that like for real (laughs) man and that's that's the one i caught off guard because she's not she's really what I got 45 seconds in the movie and so yeah. Teddy's running out of the house and I'm like oh what the hell is she doing back there in the dark yeah. just standing by her oh my god she's up it's like <laughs> it's, it's just such a nice you know quick again about the pacing of, of catching the audience when they're at their low point to immediately hit them as hard as possible and actually Gemma was it your idea to switch them because I think originally that was going to be Teddy and then she would get the face burn is that your idea? Oh, I remember a conversation about this. I think it was yeah. we were trying to figure out a way to make us hate her immediately. And we thought <laughs> posing by the pool at the beginning would be the way yeah. to do it. So obviously that's how she'd have to die. Yeah. Mm. And then like Teddy had that kind of natural vaping thing he was doing. So yeah. Yeah. He was I love on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Check off music box. That's the one. Oh yeah. 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 Jolene, sauciest slice. Of characters like Ginny and Alan that you kind of forget that they're there. So when they die, you're like, 
oh, that's, that's right. So I think Alan dropping from the ceiling because all of this commotion of them arguing and yelling, trying to get Radina's attention, and then her just being like, what? And then, bam. And then it really just sets in motion, like, the rest, everything is just, like, zero to 60 from then on. Yeah, Radina, Radina just can't look up. It's like, you know, yeah. dogs, yeah, they can't see on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. That's why. I like to think he appeared out of thin air, a la, like, poltergeist. Well, no, well, there's... You see what happens there. If you look closely at the scene where she's wandering around her house looking for mm-hmm. him, you can actually see what happened to him. You, you see it. You see. Just before what the. Well, you just before watching carefully. Okay. Because I sat with my notebook yesterday and looking for all these Easter eggs, and I was like, I don't think I'm looking in the right spot. Like, I couldn't <laughs> find anything. Before, and, it's and, before she goes to the toilet. Yeah, mm. before she goes to the toilet. I'm and it down. Rob, Rob said that that's the mo- that was the most expensive shot in the movie, but really? nobody's seen it. Yeah, because we had to, we had to, you see him and then you see him kind of, yeah, you watch it. Okay. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. But it's, huh. it's crazy. It's I crazy. love that. I love it. <laughs> Yo, yeah. I'm about to go frame by frame. <laughs> Enjoy. Oh, there's a, there's a guy on Twitter who was going frame by frame, and I've stopped like retweeting him because he's given away too, too many secrets. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, no. Um, but but yeah, I mean, we we did put a lot into into those deaths, and we just thought it would be cool just to have our friends just like die in like insane ways. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you did such a great job, and again, the sympathies there, yeah. where yeah. you know they are, it's they're not all of them are particularly brutal, and a lot of them happen off camera. But just the thought that we've been sitting with these girls, and you know, not just like learning who they are, but just jumping straight into their daily lives. And then 40 minutes later, they're, they're fucking dead. We don't know what happened. That's not fair that we don't get to see it. Yeah. Um, and then none of them can embrace each other or help each other because no, there's a screen in between. Tragedy. Yeah. It is, it's yeah. The, the real tragedy. Like, it is like a great tragedy when I come to think of it. Like, just the moment you, you, you think you can get human connection, you can't just, well, you can, but then you can risk your own life. So it's it's... It's so mm-hmm. poetic, really. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in lockdown, you have Smoking our own dome there, Jed. All right, last pizza question, you guys. Um, what character would you most like to sit down and have a slice with? See, well, I've known Redina, Caroline, and Haley since uh, Dawn of Death. So I've already had literal pizzas with them, loads of time. <laughs> um, and then Gemma... Gemma's probably the person I've seen the most in the last couple of years, I would say, um, just because we hang out quite often. Um, and then, but I actually think Emma, just because she's she's the lead in, in my film, Multiplex, and uh, she reminds me of my little sister as well, which is why she was cast in Multiplex. Um, and, and and this is actually an interesting story, sorry to like slightly divert but um, how I met Emma is I was doing a panel at Comic-Con in London for the film The Void I don't know if you've seen The Void it's great yeah so I was like hosting that host hosting that with with the with the team who made The Void and it was like it's like a big auditorium it was like 1500 people or something with a big big screen behind and it got to the question and answers bit so I was like any questions from the audience and this girl steps out into the spotlight and it's Emma and she asks the question to the panel, um, hi, I'm an up and coming actress. Um, how, do I, how do I get into films? How, do, how, do, how would I get into a film? And they would just get the standard answer. Oh, you send a self-tape, get your casting agent to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, 
wow, that, that girl really looks like my little sister. Um, and I knew in my mind I, was, I wanted to make a, this film called Multiplex, which is about me and my sister when we were little. And, oh, 16. And then, um, so I was like, okay, that, that girl's interesting. But then it kind of went out of my mind. And then a little bit after that, she added me on Instagram. And I was like, that's that girl that kind of looks like my sister. So, and so I kind of checked to see what she's actually done before. And she'd just been in The Crown, in the second series of The Crown. And she plays this really cool, like, little role in it. It's really cool. Um, and I knew she was a singer as well. And this part involved singing, dancing, and acting. She has this whole musical number. And I was like, this girl's perfect, but maybe I won't get on with her. So met up with her, got on with her really well. And, like, the rest is kind of history. And that's why she's on host as well, because, like, two years ago, she joined our friend group. And, um, and yeah, so, so Emma. Emma's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> Just because, like, see. she reminds me of family. Man, and that... that- that's so crazy because then knowing that she came in, not a horror fan, saw Blair Witch Project for the first time for you guys, and then pulls off one of the greatest, you know, homages to that iconic horror movie moment, but makes it so much scarier. Yeah. So much scarier. When we get down to just her little eye, that is like... That's my favorite image from, from the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. And that was an accident as well. Yeah, I heard that. A super like, accident, right? Yeah. But it's it's crazy. It's just it's literally iconic because yeah. oh, <laughs> you're a punny guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but is, did you notice? It's almost for you guys because it's the shape of a pizza slice that she oh. looks through. <laughs> Boom. There we go. And yeah. I thought you were Ill- Illuminati confirmed. Like, that. <laughs> like no, we don't need these conspiracies in our film. <laughs> you also tweeted an avocado with that picture too, because that that's, that was pretty spot on. Yeah, you you need to like go back and figure out what that means. I thought that was just a just a random emoji you threw in it. It actually means is there a website? You have to figure it out. Oh, <laughs> wow, dude. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Back to the questions. I'll I'll scour the internet later. Uh, Gemma, who's your character? Well, I was going to say this is um, quite a funny thing on Twitter where like Shudder did this thing about like which character from yeah. host are you? So I guess everyone's like, like oh, which one do I resonate with the most or whatever? Like I've met none of them. I really <laughs> want to have pizza with any of them. Yeah. So they know that I am a real person. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm like more, not quite your question, but like I feel like like I probably am most like Haley in the group as that mm-hmm. kind of like energy uh, I, I don't know if that means that i'm now demonic based on this uh, <laughs> theory that we've been putting out there um but yeah maybe may, maybe i think i'm a Haley. so yeah all right you know, you are, a... you're all organized um you're, you're a bit more sensible than me and rob which which is we sorely need uh, <laughs> <laughs> to like to rein us in because it's not an easy job to rein me and robin and she she did a great job <laughs> <laughs> and maybe if you get a slice with Haley, you can figure out what her baggage is at the beginning. Yeah, because yeah. that was who I wanted to have a slice with. Because I just want to now, I want to unpack that yeah. girl. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I, 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 I noticed at one point early on, she grabs her neck a little bit and she kind of rubs it. I don't know if that was a nervous mm-hmm. tick or if it's it's that. The- <laughs> You guys are going to have to tweet along and ask. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but, I mean, that's that's again where we talk about just dropping in and having no exposition, no backstory. That A makes it rewatchable because I'm like, all right, what are these dynamics and stuff? But it also makes it a lot more real because Mm -hmm. if we're just, you know, 
logging in, we're not going to, six friends, they're not going to go be like, oh, remember last week when you blah, blah, blah. It probably happened on a Zoom call yesterday for all we know. Yeah. Not That's having the these answers and ending with questions is, <laughs> it's, it's, and it's only 56 minutes. So you can watch yeah. it twice before you watch it chapter two. <laughs> yeah. have, have you ever, and like, because you were a big horror fan, have you ever seen a movie, a horror film especially, that people have rewatched in the first week, like five, six, seven times? I, in my no. in my time, I I've not seen that happen, and especially something from from Shudder as well. Like yeah. they must be loving it. <laughs> they must be loving yeah, just all yeah. the rewatching and stuff. And and we didn't. We honestly didn't think it would be like this. We we just thought we'd rewatch it because we want to see our friends and we want to see all these little cool little mm. little things. Um, so the rewatchability of it, like I think that means a lot, and it means we hopefully did something right and people like these characters and want to see more yeah yeah i think the last time i I rewatched a horror movie more than three times in a week was when i first bought return of the living dead on dvd nice yeah which is my one of my all-time favorite zombie movies it's great good balance comedy and horror yeah Yeah, it's so beautiful it's so good um i want to have a slice of pizza with Gemma. she's she's the character that i kind of associate with because you know i was saying this if we weren't privy to any of the tension between Haley and Gemma, I wouldn't have a problem with the way Gemma was acting. Like she's just having fun. Yeah. She's, you know, Gemma, this Gemma on the interview called her a troll before. Like, yeah, I mean, she's just, she's taking the piss out of her friends. Like I don't blame her. Nothing was happening. It's funny. And then she fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like that. I'll be like, ha this is so fun. And then, Oh shit. Wait, maybe I shouldn't (laughs) take it back. Yeah, I think I think she's the character I'm I'm most like as well. I think that's exactly, and I do do that in our like group chats. I am the one that just pokes and like makes fun and just does stupid things and don't really think about the consequences. Um, but yeah, like uh, I think every everyone's kind of got their favorite characters, and also like Caroline's so sweet as well. Like, oh like, yeah, people love yeah. Caroline. Bless her heart. Yeah, when she starts crying, you're just like, oh, God. And she's backed up against her. And, and the camera is that much what closer if, to what her. What if we're not lucky? Ask her about <laughs> her. Oh, so pitiful. It just breaks your heart. Because <laughs> then you also see her dad, too. So you know she's with her parents. And, like, yeah. she's just this cute, sweet. Yeah, I just, I feel for that. <laughs> and also, I, like, Redina, like, we, we, like, I think that was one of Gemma's things that she brought to it. We knew we had... Gemma, um, we, we, we had Radina and her boyfriend who were both actors living together so we had to use that dynamic um, and I think Gemma added some of the kind of modern a modern take on the fact that we are essentially stuck with people whether we like it or not and um, maybe it was too soon for them to move in and and that actually kind of reflects what they just moved in together as well like you know when we started this so um they really oh no they just moved in like just so it it did very much reflect what was happening but um obviously they don't fight like that in real life and 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 but alan is does cook all the time alan does cook all the time and uh, a couple of weeks ago uh we met up with him in in a park and he brought us loads of like really nice food so he's such a nice guy he's like (laughs) and you killed him yeah (laughs) in a a gruesome way (laughs) Man, yeah, Caroline suffers the most, maybe, her and Teddy. Um, everyone yeah. suffers psychologically, but, I, you know, she's getting beat up, battered. and oh, yeah. Have you seen Lake Mungo, the film Lake Mungo? Mm-hmm. So 
with Lake Mungo, it is, it's all about grief and it's a real slow burn. And it's about how photographs and video are like memories and, and, and snapshots of times that aren't just still, they, they kind of have life. And that is kind of reflected in, in Caroline's um, kind of death sequence because even though she's dead, like she's still alive within this, in, in the video. And I think that's really cool. And the, the girls almost don't get a chance to, to have any grief or to mourn her death. And also they're all dying. So like <laughs> no one has a chance to have any grief. Yeah. And how true to life. I mean, at, at least in America, we got funeral parlors and morgues being overwhelmed and nobody's allowed to see their dying family and stuff. And that's a whole nother level. So again, yeah. again, you just capture this, this world crisis and this is huge, you know, life-changing event for so many people, you know, and I, I don't want to compare it, but you know, kids I'm teaching now don't, weren't alive for 9-11 and I'm from New York. So like that affected me so tremendously. And now we have a, you know, and there's been so many post 9-11 stuff that I could go on and on about, but this is like, everything's changed after, after the pandemic and you guys really just captured it all in 56 minutes. It's like, uh, yeah, I think we're still in shock. And um, I mean, we, we, like me and Gemma have been on like, a million uh, different interviews and things and like I don't think we've actually discussed like how we actually feel about it just just because yeah. just doing stuff like this and but it, it's genuinely crazy and it's really hard to take in and because I'm so into like speaking to people on Twitter and kind of like promoting it like I haven't actually sat down and just like had a breath and thought oh my god what have we done <laughs> what have we done <laughs> But do you know what, it, like the parallels with the film are like quite large because we've, it's like we've done a seance and we've released something and mm. you, can't, you can't put that genie back in the bottle, it's out there. And now we just have to see if it, if it kills us or if it helps us. <laughs> well, I, I think maybe, I mean, like the 9-11 film is a really interesting point. I think maybe people, it captures something because it's just real it's true it's based on how we feel all those kind of anxieties that we were feeling at that specific time and like the in the same way that people watching it have catharsis like it's been such catharsis and such a joy for us to like have something else to think about and you know this has been an escape for us as much as people watching it so it kind of I know it's like a meme it kind of goes both ways really yeah yeah which is which is so particular to the horror genre I think yeah yeah well one of the one of the 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 loveliest part of all this is we've the, the actors in this we've kind of put them through years of being in short films and them not getting quite the credit they deserve and now they did this horror film and I don't think they even thought it would affect their careers at all really but now they're the hottest kind of actors on the planet everyone's talking about them yeah what they're show get, are they on was it Fox they, or something they're on Fox yeah they're on Fox just all of them like it's crazy and it's it's so good. It's, yeah. it, it, I love it. In seven days, basically. Yeah. You blew up the horror movie genre in seven days. Yeah. I'm just, again, I'm so proud of you guys. You guys just seem yeah. so excited. Thank you. I'm just, I'm excited to see what's <laughs> next. What, what, you know, I'm going to be following along with everyone from this because, you know. Yeah. 
And I Same think way. just yeah. the, the accessibility of you guys too, the, the, the fact that you're willing to talk to people on Twitter and that you reach out to your fans adds another layer to like, we feel almost as if we're friends of you guys that we want to see you succeed and we want all of these great oh, things for you because you're just such kind people. You don't think that you are holier than thou. You're, you're part of the genre. You're part of the family. Mm -hmm. no, we, we genuinely can't believe it. Like, so like, <laughs> at all. It's like the best thing ever, basically after like such a horrible, horrible time. It's like, yeah. yay, like people, yeah. yeah. People seeming happy from something that you've, made like it's just the best feeling mm -hmm. yeah and like i think yeah. tomorrow me and Gemma and, and rob were being interviewed by like the biggest um film magazine in in europe which is empire magazine mm -hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be insane like i like I, I read empire all the time it's just crazy to like actually like be in it um and yeah and i think we've had a lot lots of crazy experiences like that over the last week and it is weird to think it's just seven days like yeah in the words of Sadako from the ring seven <laughs> yeah, days right <laughs> <laughs> oh god maybe it'll all stop maybe all of the stuff will just drop off yeah. we'll, see. well I have like, a CRT like TV right there like ready for her to come out but there's um it's I think it's like the, the response from people on, on on Twitter has been amazing just like unbelievable and like not in a not in a bazillion years would we think that anyone would like it this much i mean obviously you hope and you pray that that would happen um but like yeah honestly i'm i'm just overwhelmed with the with like the, the support from people yeah thanks for taking that time to speak to us for so long like it's really kind of you oh <laughs> yeah. dude no worry not at all man we're just like yammering at you right? no like, thank so... you guys this has been amazing yeah i'm oh. in heaven i'm in heaven i took i took the whole morning off oh great oh. Michael, i like the washer dry combination there what what is that <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's a, I don't know. Maybe a Samsonite. I don't even know. They're they're stackables Ooh. though. They're pretty nice. Is that like an 80, 85 liter. Would you say, dude? Dude, oh, on the market. Stop looking at my washer and dryer. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, I mean, our slice on film. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, um, host is on Shutter. Get that free trial. You know, tweet at us. Our slice on film. Definitely check it out. Um, but before that, you know, our last slices of the day, you guys, you know, this is just something we do give the audience and us just kind of a, a glimpse into how you're feeling. What's a random thing that you've outside of hosts that you've been kind of experienced or pumped about? Um, There's a world outside host. Gemma, <laughs> 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 you've got some cool projects like coming up and I, well, I, I do. I just like, um, I just feel like I'm talking about myself a lot. Oh, um, good, good, good. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, I'm doing. I'm. I'm uh, one of the projects that has been greenlit that I'm on is a, uh, a horror British TV show um, called Red Rose by the creators of the Clarkson Twins, who have worked with Mike Flanagan. Um, mm -hmm. What's it called? The Haunting of Blind Manor. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's called Red Rose. It's a British horror TV show, and that's coming out next year on Netflix for everyone in America and BBC in the UK. So oh, that's so awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Does it have a release date? Like a I mean, locked. It's meant to be filming now, but lockdown. Right. I don't know. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you should just film it over Zoom. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Imagine, imagine. maybe. Um, well, and also, hope, hopefully, we get to. If people like host enough, and they seem like they are, maybe we'll get to make another film with Shudder. Fingers crossed. Um, we'll see how that that happens. 
Um, and then me and Rob are making a film with Sam Raimi, which is got announced. Holy a couple shit, of weeks. bro! Yeah, <laughs> it's got cool. announced a couple of weeks ago. Um, and obviously, we're total Sam Raimi fanboys. <laughs> like, we had a we had a table read with him a couple of days ago. Actually, we've got one tomorrow as well. And just to be in a Zoom meeting with him and him just doing Sam Raimi things, just taking stuff that you've kind of imagined and then putting his spin on it, it is. Like I would pay good money just to sit in a room and just watch him talk. It's unbelievable. Like honestly, like things that you, you put into into the script where you think, okay, that is solid. Not a single thing could change. It's perfect. This set piece is just completely brilliant from start to finish. He would come in and go, it's great, but what what if you did this? And we'd just be like, holy fuck! Of course, <laughs> that's what. You, and that's why he's Sam Raimi. That's why he's 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 doing the films he's doing. And like unbelievable and and obviously like grew up watching sam raimi movies and it's like a an honor and a half to just even be associated in the same sentence with him and yeah he he is as cool and fun as you think he would be um yeah <laughs> i can't awesome. say too much about the actual project but yeah, um, yeah no that's yeah. all right i'll be i've got <laughs> i've got a google alert for your name sam raimi oh, no. <laughs> i'll be knowing what's going on i'm ready if it gets anywhere near that the kind of like internet uh, like traction that host has got then I'd, I'd be happy with that like it's going to be hard to beat host in terms of mm. people just getting behind it you need 101 percent on rotten tomatoes oh. <laughs> jolene last slice last slice um so i'm waiting for theaters to open so i really i don't have any projects or anything coming up but um i started buffy the vampire slayer because yeah. <laughs> that's the whole series is on Hulu. Um, and I just did an interview with Cynthia Bergstrom a few weeks ago for my blog, nice. who's the costume designer from it. So it's mm -hmm. been nice to see all of the, the vinyl and metallic materials of the 90s. I forgot about them. And I definitely owned like four or six pairs of like <laughs> leather pants. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that was a thing. That's been fun. Buffy's yeah. so good. I love Buffy. Yeah. You know, did you know the uh, Buffy is inspired by Night of the Comet? Um, really? So the yeah, so the so the characters in, in Light of the Comet, the two two sisters played by Kelly Maroney and Catherine Mary Stewart. Kelly Maroney's character is the blueprint um, that Buffy was was based on. Shady oh, wow. outfit, yeah. kick ass. Uh, um, uh, I've never seen yeah. that one, but I love Kelly Maroney because she's so good in Chopping Mall. She's she's amazing in Chopping Mall, <laughs> and actually, like obviously, Kelly Maroney's is like because um, we're friends with her, but like. Um, Barbara Crampton as well. So the two girls from Chopping Mall, she loves Host as well. Like, oh, she's that's awesome. Tweeting about it, which is, which is great. Yeah, and Barbara Crampton's on the new um, In Search of Darkness documentary on Shutter as well, which is the and four Kelly hour. Yeah, 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 and Kelly Maroney. I actually weirdly spoke to the guy that shot most of that. Um, um, so yeah, and, and yesterday, weirdly, he, he just started DMing me. And I was like, man, I love that In Search of Darkness. Like, do you know Jim, Jim Coons? Yeah. He's quite look at quite an LA kind of horror guy. Um, and I went to a studio when I was in, in LA and he just, every time you see a, a horror documentary or like a genre horror, um, a genre documentary, it's probably from him. He probably shot it, composed everything. It's like an absolute like workhorse and he works a lot with Elvira as well, which is really cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, all sorry. All these names, dude, all these just- I know. Yeah, he knows everyone. I'm like, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Only in like the horror community, just, in wow. America, mostly not even in the UK. There isn't one in the UK. No, um, it's weird. us now. Yeah, it's you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're captaining the ship right now. 
Sorry, Michael, what's, what are you uh, up to? Yeah. Man, I classes start at the University of Memphis on August 17th, where it's going to be so fun, so fun with college students coming back <laughs> and figuring out what we're going to do about it. Um, but I, I mean, I mentioned before, I, I've got a, a class on horror movies that, I'm, that I lecture once a week. I'm re- redoing the whole syllabus, so I'll have a whole day about techno horror, um, yes. and I'm throwing host in there. I'm going to talk about exactly. all that kind of shit and i'm super i'm just so excited but you should give them extra points if if, if they find like the, the, the nuggets and the uh <laughs> the easter eggs well like, i, I might have all. to try to beat them because the the other day you said we're at 13 percent easter eggs so it's roughly that approximately that oh my yeah. gosh that's gonna be a pop quiz mike it's gotta be finding easter eggs the fastest like uh, easter eggs loads in there, loads. <laughs> and actually host is a great movie because my class is only an hour long Oh, perfect. You got, Six you minutes of lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Six minutes, yeah. Four, four, whatever, yeah. yeah. We've I got, can't do um, math. But now we've got a problem where the next thing we do has to be that short, otherwise people will just think we're just padding it out. <laughs> you so, sold out, man. Yeah. What are you... Uh, <laughs> what's this 90-minute shit doing yeah. on TV right now? Oh, man. Uh, well, again, thank you guys so much. This has been such a wonderful yeah, experience. Yeah, it's really fun. Thanks. Um, yeah. You guys, well, hey, good luck with everything. Um, thank you. You know, I'll Sweet. see you guys on Twitter. And <laughs> again, yeah. you know, to all our listeners, thank you. This has been Our Slice on Film. And yeah. happy, happy spookies. Happy spookies. Happy, happy spookies. spookies. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.